Welcome back to another episode of House of 50. My name is William Service, and today's wonderful guest is... Eric Gutierrez. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you, William? Uh, I am, you know, we're still in a pandemic, but, you know, every day is a, you know... Get your vaccine. I'm vaccinated. Oh, you got one? I got yeah. both of them. Okay, so now you're allowed in, like, the VIP parties and all that stuff. Yeah. You gotta show your little card. <laughs> Yeah, not quite yet, but soon, hopefully. I, I, I really, I was not planning on getting it. No, it's you need it, because right now what's going on is the surges, because a lot of young folks are getting it and are getting sick. Oh, so, yeah, I mean, I lost my grandma right at, uh, actually, a year ago today. I uh, heard, yeah, I remember. Yeah, uh, yeah. That situation I'm definitely. Sorry, it affects everybody, man, some way or shape or form. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, a lot of my family in Mexico have got it. Luckily, a lot of them have recovered. It's, so, it's rough. so weird. Like some people, it's, it's like the flu; they'll get over it, and then some. It's. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, it all depends on the person. You know, you never know. But that's the thing; you never know how it, how it's going to affect you. You know. I, I'm still scared, dude, about that vaccine. Cause isn't it the virus in it? No, not at all. It's a myth. It's uh, it's. This is a new, what they did was they took a, uh, I forgot how they described it, but it's something that mimics the virus. So when it's introduced to your body, your body recognizes it and creates the antibodies to fight it. So it's not the virus itself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I mean, I do unplug my web camera when I'm not using it. So I might, <laughs> I might be. Like, just because oh, there's a little sir. flap over it, I'm like, there's a hidden camera on the side. Like, they put it where that little mic is. That's a third camera. I don't trust it. If there's no power, you guys can't see me do, you know, singing in my underwear or something. But uh, I, I know you because you are a fellow filmmaker, as of myself. And you do way more stuff with creativity and we'll get down there. But, uh... The most recent thing, and not many people could say that, but you released a movie in a pandemic. Yes, and... finally. We shot this movie. I wrote it back in 2010. We shot it in 2012. Finally, after years of uh, post-production hell, it got done. And uh, and now finally, we got I, I got a company, a distribution company. And uh, we got, boom, Bender. DVD and Blu-ray. It looks so beautiful, dude. Like, look at that! Legit. I wrote this motherfucker. It's uh, it's available on Amazon. Uh, I think it's sold out in Best Buy, but it's also on Walmart, MovieZing, and a few other websites. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, I'm still we're still waiting for the word about streaming. I'm hoping we get a streaming deal. So. Oh, dude! That, that, Fingers crossed. If if you could end up on like one of the main ones like Hulu or Netflix, like. Well, that's what we're hoping for. I mean, right. if we got to deal with, I mean, it's it's getting sold on Amazon, and one of the uh, part of the deal was that if it gets streaming a deal, it's most likely probably like Amazon and or uh, Tubi, and you know, I'm, I'm I'd be happy, you know. Oh, dude, yeah, that yeah. definitely be a great, uh, you know, first. Uh, I mean, said it took you almost eleven years, but it it, it yeah. wasn't for Never nothing. Never give up. That's great words of uh, you know, motivation. But uh, what were you asked for uh, to write the script, or how did it start? Like you wrote it for your own amusement, like starting off. Uh, it's weird, man, because uh, during that time, I mean, I've always been into film. I've oh. been, I'm like a film snob. Right. You know, uh, I've always wanted to write a film script, you know, and. Uh, at that time, I was going through some, you know, it was a dark time in my life as far as like work-wise. And I was like, I was, I was working in a different place, physical labor. And oh. I was just like, yeah, I was like, what am I doing? Uh, I'm wasting my life doing this shit. So uh, I decided, number one, I wrote the comic book, Max the Inebriated Rabbit. Like I came up with that idea during that time. And then I, I wrote the first draft of what would be Bender. And then uh, it's weird because I met I met Virginia, who's the producer slash director, Virginia Bryant. Right. I met her at uh, 
at Slow's barbecue one night. And she just so happened to like overhear me talking. And it turns out she was she's uh she was looking into making a movie. Oh, that's and she thought, you know, of course she thought I was full of shit. And I was like, no, no, I have the script. So I sent it to her. And my friend, a really good friend of mine, who went to high school with my brother, um, he teaches cinematography at MPI. He's Robert Skates. Dude's oh, bad. Yeah, I've uh, I've toured uh, MPI before and all that. Yeah. I sent him the script, and he's like, dude, if you can get funding for this, I'm down. So sure enough, Virginia and her uh, producer, partner, uh, that, that was it. We, we did it. We, we, uh, we, it's pretty much the majority of the film was shot in Detroit. Rob shot it. Uh, I did like eight drafts. Yeah, man, it was, like a, it was pretty cool. Was there a, I mean... I, I gotta, you know, scoop a little bit, but was Bunda the first title? Yeah, that was my first feature. That's why I hate it. <laughs> I mean, I mean everyone. Yeah. I mean, you could write something tomorrow, and then Monday you're gonna hate it. Like that's just yeah. anybody. But so you wrote your the comic book first, and then the uh, first draft. Uh, I, I well, the comic book I kind of. Yeah, it's about the same time, I think. What? But uh... I, 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 it was weird in the comic book because <laughs> a friend of mine who I went to high school with, I hadn't seen him in, in a few years, and he's an illustrator. He's badass. John Marroquin, he's a badass illustrator. Uh, I just met up with him. This was back in, like, 2010. Right. And uh, it was about the same time all this shit was going down. Uh, and then, and then uh, he had started doing conventions for the comic books, right? Right. So I was like, yeah, man, I've got, I got this rabbit character. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I, have, I had no idea at the time, like, how to go about making it into a comic book. Right. So I met John. He's like, hey, man, you know, come with me to the conventions. You get a feel for it. And then, you know, so little by little, I went to my first convention. I saw how, you know, how you interact with people. And then he steered me with other people. So I learned how to actually put it on the correctly on this 11 by 17 uh, Bristol boards and then uh luckily there's a company company called greco where you can basically do self uh publishing oh wow okay so, yeah i did my first uh three issues then I, now recently i got a a book uh, publishing deal with rocket inc so i collect him uh, in a volume first volume uh, volume one maxi nebri and rabbit is that, so yeah. that's the first three uh comic books in one in volume one uh story and this is available on rocketink.com uh, so rocketing studios so yeah it was cool man like that's it it's just it, it it's all about sometimes it's all about who you know who you you know oh, it's crazy but uh i was lucky enough to you know, yeah that's why when you asked me to do do something for your movie man i was more than happy to do it because i know what it's like it, it's you know what I mean? Like, I get it. You're trying to do your thing, and, and I'd be more than happy to help you, man. So. Oh, yeah. And, uh, cool. I mean, one of these days we're, you know, hopefully we don't have to make you redo the same scene three more times, you know. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, that personally, as, like, a filmmaker, I felt bad, but it's like, it, all the scenes were as, you know, professional as I could be. You know, I, we had two great locations. It's just so many bad things kept on happening, and then time just and then we, yeah. we were on a great track. We had maybe six minutes filmed already, and COVID hit. So it's oh, like, yeah. we can't film in restaurants no more. And I mean, I'm gonna go back to the project, but it's I yeah, guess. you know, just give it time, man. Work on other shit, write other shit, and then uh, it'll it'll happen. Like I'm definitely uh I'm working on an older project, but I my my idea is make it my house and then my cousin's house where I have full permission to film backyard. I have all these spots and then maybe a car scene, and like make it short, maybe two three people in per scene. You know, nothing big, nothing still COVID friendly and which, you know you. They're not doing like kissing scenes anymore in Hollywood and stuff. They're trying to avoid all that. Uh, yeah, but they're still it's weird. Like some uh, cause now they're um, 
because they're doing it with pro wrestling too, where they go through a bubble where they all get tested and they all uh, have to be quarantined. quarantined for time. And then when they're ready to shoot or whatever, you know, but those are the big Hollywood budget productions that they can afford to do all that. Right. And plus now with the vaccines, it's probably making it easier for them to film, you know, so, yeah. but yeah, it's, Ugh. I have a friend who I just wrote a, a another script with uh, my writing partner he uh he's an actor comedian and so like right now we're, we we're we're trying to shop the movie but it's rough because everything's hit or miss right now now how intense is this new script is it like uh it's a horror movie okay yeah i can't really give out too much info because it's... right yeah no i mean obviously but it, it takes place in detroit okay i mean let's uh 1994 that's going to be fun. you got to order some flip phones and, you know, the original. Not even flip That's pre-flip phones. <laughs> oh, 94. no. It's like the Nokia. Not even. This is like 94. There was nobody. They had pagers still, 94. Really? Not, not even Motorola was out? Uh, Motorola came because I'm an old man, so I remember this. Uh, the, like the legit first <clears throat> big-ass brick cell phone right. came out like late 90s, like 97, 98. Oh, wow. I mean, I was literally a toddler then, so forgive yeah, my memory. <laughs> I had, first, I, you know, I had the pager and I had the first cell phone. <laughs> that, the green, green note, the green screen, and like the black numbers. That was it. I mean, that yeah. play the snake game, which is like the only game on it. No games on it. Just. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that's cool. What mm-hmm. was uh? I mean, I this. I don't want to outdate you, but like, what what was the life with a pager like? What's that? What was like living with the pager like? Well, I, I was coming up in the late models of the pages when they started coming out with like the the sweeter ones and like the clear ones and like the fancy ones. Oh, the clear everything the electronic clear was such like a hype back then. Yeah, that was like the new design, you know. Yeah, it's, like oh, you want to see all the wires and all the little circuit boards. Yeah, I didn't see what the guts look like. <laughs> Apple did yeah. that too with one of their computers. A lot, of, a lot of companies did that. There was like, you know, when a company comes up with a design, they all they all do they all do the same. And now, uh, right now everything wants to look modern, or like almost futuristic. I think, uh, uh, yeah, everything's it's crazy. Cell phones were getting smaller, now they're getting bigger again. <laughs> um, just I, think, back then, the only thing you could see a girl was hello and baby, and those were the using numbers on the pager. Or boobs, right? Boobs, yeah. Eight, zero, eight, five. That was about it. I mean, what else do you need to contact anyone else for, you know? (laughs) Oh, wow. And then, so that, the pager was like just to tell you to get to a phone to make a phone call, right? Yeah, this is back. (laughs) This is back when there was, you know, uh, a pay phone. Yeah. It's hilarious. That's another like dead dead uh, technology. Yeah, dude, there was like dedicated spots and airports and stuff, and now that's all been removed and updated. And every now and then you'll see like uh, the old uh, telephone stand where it used to be, but it's like there's nothing there. And then people take pictures, and it's like, oh, dad, what's that? (laughs) Like, oh, great. (laughs) It's weird because you know we're talking now, and then in. 10 years we're like maybe we'll have the contact phone lenses and that yeah bullshit and getting your brain <laughs> which i mean i don't i i still think this uh vaccine is gonna be a microchip so no. start well, you already know what you're doing everything your cell phone they know what you're doing at all times you know what i mean like oh, this yeah. has been going forever you know your social security number i already have you on file so Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole uh, ID thing. People are like, oh, I don't want the government to know what I look like. Yeah, no, if you have a car, they know what you look like. <laughs> your doctor knows what it pulls up in their system, your ID from your car. Yeah, exactly. Which, I don't... Exactly. I had, like, an appointment. I, looked, I said, hey, it's my fucking uh, <laughs> ID picture. Which, yeah. I don't think... I mean, I guess if they want to make sure it's the right person checking in, like, you know, if someone doesn't have insurance, you know. 
I guess. I'm like, yeah, I'm taking medicine for somebody else. Like, <laughs> I don't know, because that whole uh, the opioid thing, and, you know, I've never got prescriptions for any of that, but they still made me sign a waiver saying, you know, I will not share, I will not. Like, that was just overall, everybody had a sign. Well, people get high on everything now, so. Oh, yeah, they'll do what? The uh, old paint can in a baggie and, or a spray paint? Uh, as a kid, I used to see a lot of more, a lot more, you know, because I'm in Corktown, and it was rough back in the day before all the gentrification here. And uh, I used to see paint huffers a lot everywhere. Like, <laughs> motherfuckers walk around with, like, the their paint bag, right? Paints full of silver paint, because apparently silver got you higher. I don't, I don't know why, but, like, silver's like the whole thing. <laughs> Silver was the best flavor. Okay. Silver, man. So that silver? Whew. <laughs> Maybe, you know, I feel like a red paint type of day, though. Yeah, uh, I want to get easy. I want to take some green paint. Oh. Uh, you're, you're huffing chemicals, but yeah. Oh, William, this 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 will this will blow your mind. Okay, so back in the day, I'm talking when I was a little guy, I remember um the homeless dudes would congregate around the store, right? That's no longer there. Right. Uh, Bagley, uh, Bagley, right? And uh, they would, you, you would be able to. This has been when they sold it over the counter because they don't do it anymore because of this reason. They were liquefying Sterno. You know what Sterno is? No, what's that? <laughs> it's the little cans, the fuel that when you when like you have a a buffet. Okay. Yeah. You know, for like, like catering. Uh, Catering, yeah, it's the little circular cans. They would somehow somehow liquefy it and drink it, and get fucked up. They stopped selling it because of that. Over the counter, you have to have like a licensed, you know, when you're a part or whatever for whatever. They would they would buy them for they were cheap, like buck. Yeah, you could buy them today at like the dollar store, but I don't remember people being ID'd for them. No, I, for a while I don't know. They might have changed the the law again, but for a while they stopped selling them because people were getting fucked up off of Sterno. See, well, you got to think years and years and years ago, go back to our forefathers, basically, because one definitely sold hemp and, you know, that was all he was known for. I think it was Jefferson. But um, there's like a cave guy and it's like, oh, here's a here's just grass. I ate it. Nothing happened. I smoked it. Nothing happened. Oh, here's this little plant. Looks like a cannabis plant. You know, I ate it. Nothing happened. I smoked it. This is new. But then there's like the poor guy who picked the berries, ate it, died. <laughs> the next guy had to smoke the berries, died. They're like, all right, weed, okay, grass grows. No one eat those berries no more. <laughs> but it was like just, you know, weighing it out. And now people are, what, Drano is going to be uh, next? Tie pods. That was a craze for people. People are uh, ridiculous. Like, yeah, why would you ingest chemicals that have no reason to be inside your body? I you know. Was the Tide Pods for getting high, or was it just... No, it was just some stupid fad. That, uh, who knows? I, I don't know. It's ridiculous. I swear. <laughs> yes. The generation. What's that? Your generation. No, I'm there. There's like, there's Gen Z where it's like, you know, it's supposed to start. No, like the OG generation is like ninety six to like two thousand three. OG, I'm a I'm a Gen Xer. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you grew up in the best time period. You you had like Guns N' Roses, and I mean, I mean, we still have Guns N' Roses, but look at Axl Rose now. Yeah, yeah, we had him in his prime. Right. I mean, hey, we still have Ozzy Osbourne, and that motherfucker has not stopped yeah. one day. Like, we also had the best hip hop. Uh, the '90s hip hop was the best. Good uh, lineup. Our, uh, you know, it was a good time. Gen X, Gen X was a good, good time. Oh, uh, we just lost a. Uh, 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 Exxon, yeah, Exxon gonna. I mean, he's not gonna give it to anyone now, but. Sad, I, dude. It, uh. He he passed away the same day we lost. Uh, I mean, we didn't lose him. We technically won, but the British dude, um, like the old prince, the prince, yeah, yeah, you know, he was old fuck. He was. I know he was like yeah, ninety nine, and it's like, well, 
all the pictures we've ever seen, it already looks like it's like uh, weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, like, I could give two shits about the Royals. Yeah, no, that's why we won. So that's why I'm like, I never gave a fuck <laughs> afterward. Like, well, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still saying we won. It, well, we've we've aligned with them since. Uh, it's been a while, you know. We've, uh... <laughs> hey, if I see we've been our bag... quite a bit for uh, ever since uh, the first World War, I guess. I went to, when I went to Ireland. I still made it. Just throw some tea bags in the ocean, just to make sure they haven't forgotten. I just want. I want to go to England and like stand in the middle of uh, you know with the big giant clock. Oh, uh, and, Big Ben. Yeah. Yeah, and I just want to yell out, "By order of the Peaky Blinders." That's what I want to do, just to do it. <laughs> By order of Peaky Fucking Blinders. Yeah, That's you've got to add the fucking in it. I think that that that, that makes it better. But, uh, have a have a bottle of whiskey while I do it. Oh, oh I mean, I, you got to go now. Are you gonna dress like a little little Brit, little uh, little top hat well, thing? Hat. That, that kind of hat I do wear anyways. So now, but... nice Englishman hat. Yeah, but I, mean... I like the do the Arthur voice. Oh. Oh. Uh, lately, it's been a <laughs> wow. Um, so for, uh, you know, someone who, I don't know who hasn't read your comic books, but, um, for the general aspect, what, what, what is the, uh, Max, the inebriated rabbit? It sounds like I'm inebriated, but, uh, how'd you come up with the characters? Like you said it was in the dark time. So is that supposed to be you in a way or, (laughs) well, <clears throat> it's like a, a combination of a bunch of people I've known, or you know, a little bit of me in there. Not as bad, <laughs> not as bad as Max, but right. Uh, yeah, it's like mostly like my my experiences in after hours Detroit. Uh, it's and it's also big, big uh, Charles Bukowski slash Robert Crumb influence. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with. I've heard of the second name, not the first. Robert Crumb is an amazing artist. You know, he did Fritz the Cat, which Fritz the Cat was like the counterculture, um, rated R, uh, naughty feline that character um, that Ralph Bakshi did the animated movie based on his comic book, which, ironically enough, Robert Crumb hated. But really? regardless, yeah, like, that's why in the comic book he killed off Fritz the Cat. Because he didn't want Ralph Bakshi to do any more versions of his cat. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, Bukowski is like my, and a lot of people's, that's my all-time favorite American author. And he's a poet, too. But uh, read some of his, I highly recommend you read <clears throat> Factotum, Factotum, Post Office, which is a huge influence on me, Hamon Rye, and Women. Those are, his, to me, his, his four greatest novels. Okay. But it's, it, it. it's just... <clears throat> he wrote about his life as a degenerate drunk. Uh, you know, he just writes about <laughs> mundane shit that happened in his life. But it's just his style is just amazing. I'll yeah. uh, definitely have to look into that. The oh. movie Barfly was the only screenplay he ever wrote. Oh, so I'm assuming he actually liked that one. <laughs> What's that? I'm assuming he actually liked that version then. Oh, whoever directed it. <laughs> Yeah, Barfly, it's uh, Mickey Rourke in, uh, I believe, Fate Dunaway, if I'm not mistaken. Mickey Rourke. But you got to watch that movie. That movie's amazing. I will, uh, I mean, a- a- editing this, I will be able to pull it up and, you know, multitask, so. Yeah. Great, now you, now I have homework. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, you know, those are the influences on Max. Uh, and I'm, I'm all, I've always been a big uh, anthropomorphic, like, animals doing human shit kind of fan. Oh, so you were you 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 probably lost your shit when BoJack came out. <laughs> Never got into BoJack, but I, I've been meaning to watch it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's more like it's also like a, a Who Frame, a rated R version of Who Frame Roger Rabbit, sort of like uh, that kind of. It is. I I just absolutely love how they use real life, like the worst Hollywood stories, like uh, Bill Burr making fun of the uh, uh, military. Like, did you all serve or did you work in an office and file papers? All right, and then uh, the Louis C.K. situation. Uh, like, they went down almost everything, even the whole Bob Saget, you know. That's, Bob, that's Bojack Corson? Yeah. Like, yeah, I heard it. I got to check it out. 
I highly, highly recommend it. I've seen it a few times, so. Speaking of Bill Burr, uh, F for Family, F is for Family is amazing. I'm waiting for the next season, dude. Like, I love everything. You know they brought Kevin Farley in for that? Chris's brother? Really? Yeah, I forget who he plays, but he, he's a voice in it, and, um. No shit. It, I, you know, that's just respect, you know, going out there, and it's like, we don't have Chris here, but we have Kevin. And if you've seen Dirty Work, uh, the Norm MacDonald movie, um, which I almost, I still, Billy Madison is still my favorite movie, but that's like my number two now after watching it. And there's just a scene with Chris Farley, Norm MacDonald, or not, uh, no, Chris Farley played the guy who the hooker bit off his nose, which is like depressing. That's his last movie too. What's it called? Dirty Work. It's That's a right. Norm, Norm Macdonald uh, full yeah. his full project. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing like a clip of that. And uh, he, well, no, was it Dirty Work or uh, you talking about Chris Farley, right? Yeah, I thought it was um, that movie that took place like in the Wild West in Canada or something, wasn't it? Uh, I I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name, but he looked rough. like they showed the. I remember seeing this. He looked rough, man. He looked like. Oh, you could see the. De- yeah, I it breaks your heart, like. I yeah. still watch uh, original Conan O'Brien, uh, you know, late night show with Chris Adam. There's one where like he just got on SNL, so he, you know he's cheering, yeah. And then he's still doing like the cartwheels into the audience, and uh, I love it. There's one where he he's in the audience. He's talk. He's trying to hit on a girl. He starts doing the push ups. Which was his signature move. Any big guy, want, you know, it. You gotta make a girl laugh, and then she'll like you. But um, nah. right. you know, and then Adam Sandler runs from just the side door, like he wasn't even supposed to be part of the show. He's like, uh, you know, you you don't use somebody. I know. I saw the stains in your underwear, and then he runs out, and Chris has to go chase after him, and it's like. Chris is great. I, it's a shame. It it really it. I think it's so fucked up how they have his pictures online of him pat, deceased. Oh no shit, dude! Oh, don't viewers don't look it up, please. But most people are going to, and honestly, you it, it breaks your heart, dude. Like. He's just passed out on the floor. He, he he has mouth foam up, and it's sad. Wow. And yeah, I I I loved him growing up. Tommy Boy was my favorite childhood movie. Like, <laughs> like that's a classic. It it is, but like you know, holy shnikes! Like, come on, dude! Like the whole film was just, and then Rob Lowe, which is so weird. Oh, yeah. he's in it. I'm a very underrated comedic actor. Uh, yeah, I would say it's he did a great yeah. job in uh, Parks and Recreation, though. You know, I never got into that. I, I haven't watched like normal television in so many years. Uh, I can't. I know it sounds like a dickhead thing to say, but it's like <laughs> network television does not in, in, like. I don't want to have anything to do with it. It just doesn't. I can't get into it anymore. What know? what what are you watching? Or like, what have you binged? Any uh, you have to have been something in COVID, but like, no, yeah. Well, I mean, the good one of the good things about this is uh, I've caught up in a lot of movies, but you know, I watch so many fucking movies, it's like runs the gamut. Like I'll watch anything from like uh, mainstream shit, like Godzilla versus King Kong, which I love. I love monster movies. All right. To like obscure fucking, uh, I've been watching uh, Japanese yakuza genre movies on on this one app I found, which that shows nothing but cult films. Uh, yeah, so it's like I run, I, I watch all kinds of shit. Okay. But like show wise, I've been binging uh, like Peaky Blinder. I finally got into Peaky Blinders. Okay. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, oh, uh, Prime. The show uh, which was amazing. Um, the Man in the High Castle. Have it so or really. It's like this really bizarre, uh, like, what if uh, Germany and, and Japan had won World War II? And it's like this alternate Earth where, yeah, the, the Axis wins and they divide uh, the world. It's kind of crazy. 
I think I actually have heard about that then. That yeah. sounds familiar. I, I've been down the past year, right when the shit went down. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's been some shows that I've been watching. F is for Family. Still, uh, uh, they... oh, uh, The Mandalorian, because I'm a, I'm still a Star Wars geek. I love. Oh, so you were? What about? So you were a fan of that? What about the movies? I hate the sequels, but I love the prequels and I love the uh, the original uh, um, episodes. Well, epi- I love. Uh, I hate episode one, but I, I I've grown to appreciate it. Right. And I love I love the the Clone Wars. To me, is one of the greatest like written Star Wars like anything. It's just amazing. That whole series is just groundbreaking, uh, and it's not really for kids if you watch it. But. Yeah, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I love the Mandalorian. Mandalorian's re- what what they're doing now with uh, Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau. Those motherfuckers deserve the keys to the kingdom, man. Let them run it, right? And fuck uh, the the sequel people. Like, uh, what's his name? The the numbnuts that did a uh, uh, last. What J.J. Abrams or no? Yeah, yeah. It's it's like okay. I'm going to go on a rant because, you know, like it, when I seen The Force Awakens, I'm like, oh, it's episode four all over again. <laughs> Not original at all. And everybody's like, oh, it's so great. I'm like, how is this great? It's this fucking story. It's just another, you know, uh, Death Star. Now it's the Starkiller base. Mm-hmm. It's the same fucking story. And then when I, and I, and I, and then I found out it was, uh, uh, what's his name? They wrote, um, Who's an amazing screenwriter, but then I'm like, why'd you write this piece of crap? Like, you got lazy on me? Uh, God, man, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But anyways, uh, yeah, I was really pissed off at that. And then <laughs> Last Jedi. Right. I'm like, what What did you, What? Uh, what's his name? Ryan. Ryan oh, Johnson. Right, okay. With an I. Ryan with an I. Johnson. <laughs> I'm like, come on, this is not good. And then, la- and then the, the, the last one, which you could tell they try to appease the Star Wars fans by bringing back the Emperor, which made no sense. Like, it was really, yeah, it was just bad. It was all over the place. The sequels were all, there was some good elements to it, but I love Kylo Ren's character. I mean, he he's a really good badass, yeah, but... It's, he's, you know, he's conflicted. He's, he's a good guy who wants to be bad, although, you know, it's kind of the reversal. Um, other than that, yeah, it's a... I, I, didn't, I didn't like him. Now, one movie I actually refuse to see, and I'm assume I'm assume you've seen them all, but uh, the the solo movie. You know, actually, solo. All right, I'll say this about the newer the the Star Wars story movies. The Rogue One was amazing. It's probably the best one out of all the Disney uh, movies that they did. Okay. Solo's fun. I thought it was gonna be bad, and then when I watched, it, I was like, oh, it's not bad. It's it's fun. It's Ron Howard. He's like, how can Ron Howard has never done a bad film, so right, yeah. I'm just like, all right. And of course, I I, uh, I nerded out at the end when they showed Darth Maul. I'm like, all right, I just uh, fanboyed out. You know? Okay, so <laughs> I had, okay, uh, maybe I might give it a chance. Oh, I think I give it away. Sorry, <laughs> oh, I, dude. I, it, when I go into a movie, I already know too much about it, and it's like you know, I am IMDb the fuck out of everything i i'm currently watching or uh, or um, that i'm going to watch like every time i have it like already pulled up like any movie like i i haven't i i started it like a few minutes of the movie but uh it's uh, escape from tomorrow have you ever heard of it no it was a uh, 2013 sundance movie they the the group, it was a whole, you know, guerrilla filmmaking, but they went into, into the Disney parks and they made a horror film in Disney without Disney knowing. Nice. And Disney was pissed, but... They're always pissed about everything. Yeah, but it, they were, it was the movie sold to Sundance and, you know, you could, uh, it's on Amazon Prime right now, but full, here's a, uh, it's a Escape from Tomorrow. Escape from Tomorrow. So, yeah, check it out. But full, it just a ballsy move. Like, all right, we, we got to buy a couple day passes for you know. There's, yeah. 
a cameraman now has to dress up like a dad. Like, oh, here's take a family picture. Let's do it four or five times though. <laughs> and it, uh, I, I gotta check out if there's behind the scenes because it is amazing of how much they got away with it. Like full on ride footage. Um, it's good. Gorilla filmmaking, man. That's why you do. And, why you do a movie. Yeah. And then. I, it's weird because professional production companies, like the one project I was with, the, the Corbin Princeton project, uh, a Benedict song, still never seen it. But um, I think that actually just came out too. Uh, even though I think it was 2019 I was, we filmed it in. But we were in Pontiac and, you know, we're just on a street and we had the permission of the building, like an apartment building. And no, we're just right on the street, and there's no permits or anything. Like, like get the shot and let's move on. Yeah. And it, Pontiac is really getting a lot of filmmaking attention. It, it's still Pontiac, but yeah, I mean, they have nothing. What else are they doing? Right. But, I mean, a lot of people still just show up for filming, though. You got to give that credit. I hear they get the incentive back. Is the rumor? So I hope that happens the vaccination cards like as long as you have it and you're in a room with everyone with the card is like master required at this point or no well you don't have to have the card with other people but it's you could be in, in the yeah with other vaccinated people yes you could be in the room okay so it's weird that it almost took exactly one year to get a whole vax out and it's all timed and it's, well you gotta remember they were, they were working on this shit already because there's already been other variants of the SARS uh, COVID. Oh yeah, 2015 uh, in the UK broke out first, so they they've no, had no. it. Yeah, yeah. So they've been working on the vaccine for a while, but it was a novel approach to it, so they just kind of ramped it up because of what happened. I mean, we all thought this was like gonna just be Ebola, where it's like, oh, maybe one or two couple patient zeros in. Oh, we're not we're not gonna get into politics, but uh, it was let's just say that it was mishandled immensely. Oh, I'm sure, but like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, good good stuff. Trust your government. Look, <laughs> I was oh sorry, not I, I had to read this piece of paper. <laughs> my bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, what what else have you been doing since the pandemic? Like, uh, other than you know. You're working a lot, obviously. You're doing. You put the uh, series together with the the three comic books, but like, did, was the new movie your world? Is that start to finish like in pandemic or? Yeah. Huh. Well, uh, he had he had sent me. You know, uh, he's my Mike Pataya. He he sent me a matter of fact, Mike Pataya. Uh, do you remember you watch Breaking Bad, right? Yep, I oh, love it. Remember the scene, uh, the guy that was the um, manager of the laundromat, the ball-headed guy? Okay. Remember he got set on fire in the prison? I don't remember that part. He was the one that told uh, Mike, uh, he was like, look, man, I got a family. You know, we, we, I need my money. You know, I need to get paid for this. And then that's when Walter had all the witnesses and everybody killed in the prison the one day. He was the one that got set on fire. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's my boy. Oh, shit. Uh, so... He had the idea for it. And so he made, this is, I think this would be, I was supposed to work, we we're supposed to work on it before the pandemic. But then when it went down, that's when we really got, I, I wrote the first out draft outline. And then we got, you know, we worked together basically uh, fine tuning it, so to speak. Right. So like eight, how many drafts? Yeah, about six, seven drafts later, we got the final one. We were, we all agreed was the one. And so, so now is are, are, it's at the where you're just shopping it for a production company. Well, we want to. Mike wants to basically do it himself, but he's looking for investors. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, now I remember because I was gonna be like, oh, I could donate a couple hundred bucks, and then you told me the price you were looking for. I'm like, yeah, I'll donate a box of water, you know, like a nice, you know, six pack, yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, no, I, 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 okay, that brings back memories in. Okay, yeah, no, you, you're, you should reach out to, uh, who's that movie theater guy in, uh, Detroit? 
he's in like all he's always he starts uh, imagine theaters he's always like the beginning of the like, yeah he, he was, says hi uh, and all that stupid stuff yeah, he's uh from what i hear he doesn't like r-rated stuff too much yeah like, he's very family friendly that makes sense okay yeah no i i love that guy because you know mjr they had the clapping and hit him it's like i just love going to his theater because he's like welcome and then they did the little, little adventure bullshit yeah but that's an idea i mean i have you reached out to anyone like local detroit famous or like big names in detroit or just michigan uh you know to be honest man michigan's not i don't know how to put it uh you gotta you gotta go outside of michigan to get producers man to invest is what i'm finding no it is i mean you could make stuff here make we have a name here right but you need to reach out for your money other from other I don't know, like, what if you ask, like, Fago, like, you just, the whole, like, the girl's being chased by the monster or whatever, you know, in the horror right. movie, and you just have to, like, Fago, Red Pop. Right. <laughs> that, you, some nice, subtle product placement. Uh, there was one movie, I have no idea where, where it's from, but they had one, like, one item in every scene of the entire movie. And it just bounced around everywhere, but like no matter the camera angle or like they had something in it just in the background. Candidate film. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that was. I I gotta find that because that's interesting. But um, so what what about so for the comic book? Are you gonna go to four, five, and six, and then do another like? Yeah, I have an arc that I'm working on now. I got like a few more pages to go for issue four. Okay. This is like Max is the only comic book I'll probably because I already do. I write, illustrate it, ink it. I, mean, I I know it's in uh, like a, a comic book store now, right? Yeah, a few. There's a few. Um, like I said, you get it online. Uh, it's in a few stores. Um. I actually want to make it into an animated film, like the first three issues at least. Oh, I gotta look at animation styles, and that's gonna be probably the hardest yeah, thing. Yeah, I, uh, I probably won't be animating it. <laughs> that's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I'll probably have to find an animator, but that's like down the road. Um, I'm work. I'm actually writing another non-max uh, graphic novel. Oh. So, yeah, okay. I got first twenty pages done. Now is that what just gonna be published and then add to your? Like I've done. Have you ever written a, a novel before? No, this is a graphic novel. Oh, graphic novel. My bad. Yeah, the difference between a graphic novel and a regular comic book is a graphic novel can either be a straight story in one book, one book comic book. You know, comic book is just one story. Right. Or it's a collected volume, like the Max first three issues. Whereas a regular comic book is the ongoing series. You see, you see what I mean? Right. Okay. It's gonna be a straight, uh, like six chapter graphic novel comic book see I'm, yeah so that okay yeah no I, damn that's a lot and now and you're gonna do you're doing everything for that one by yourself too no this one i'm just writing it <laughs> i have an artist who uh, I, I wanted i want him to do it <clears throat> but i'm waiting for him to read it and give me and let me know if he wants to do it and then we'll proceed to probably i'll probably as the standard now you get you get funded on the uh kickstarter or indiegogo and then you know hopefully and then rocket inc will publish it hopefully so i mean yeah if you made a if you already made good ties with them yeah i wouldn't assume they would turn it down yeah but um before we wrap it up here i do want to talk about some uh conventions that you like i'm sure you have some great stories which i've heard a couple but um you you how how is it at, like setting up a table at a convention? I I don't think many people hear the like the opposite side. Like, I'm just an attendee. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not hard. It's uh, artist alley is usually where if you're an artist or a writer, right? 
that's where you go because they have the different sections. You buy the tables. Uh, it's pretty simple. Um, a lot of them, they don't care, you know, who you are. You can get a table. Pay, you pay the money. You show your stuff. Uh, some of them are, are a little hoity-toity. They're, they curate. You know, they, they will deny you. Based on, based on you know who you are your work right but i've, I've rarely have uh encountered that now I, I will say that hopefully once uh, everything gets back to normal that we'll do the conventions again because that's our bread and butter you know oh, um, i'm assuming that's kind of why i asked like but new york comic-con is the one convention i have yet to do and i want to do it because that is like it's big. It's big, and and even like at San Diego, it's just it's too much. Oh yeah, it's not it's not even catering to the artists anymore. It's all about you know the who, celebrities. Who, yeah, that's it, and and it sucks because what's sad is that these these fans now they rather meet uh, the actor portraying uh, a, a character instead of actually going to the actual creator of the com the source material, the comic book, which is sad. You know what I mean, like. I, that's I yeah it's, it's fucked up i love the avengers have you ever read the no <laughs> like really you love the movies but you never read the comic book you don't even know who the, the freaking you know writers are or the illustrators kind of sad that that's the state of the times we were in you know i mean yeah that's sad but i still think what they did to stan lee was a lot sadder and they're like oh you will make yeah. it up you could be in every movie not necessarily. Stanley, uh, he wasn't so, uh, you know. I've heard the stories, but like, you know. It's awful lot of, and you know, don't get me wrong, I respect Stanley, you know, but still, he's he wasn't so innocent himself. Uh, I made the, I've done the, the best, made the most money, uh, probably Motor City Comic Con. Okay. I mean, if you can't make money in your hometown, then something's wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fair. Yeah. So, uh, so when if you would go to the New York one, you would set up a table? Oh, yeah. All right. I mean, now, when you set up a table, do you get to network at all, or it's really just for your own? Okay. Yeah, they usually have, like, after parties or, you know, we hang out at the bar after the hotel bar. Uh, that's where it's usually where, you know, you network and meet other people and get frisky. All right. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. I remember, uh, I mean, we don't have to share the story, but... Um, but the Brian O'Halloran situation. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, dude, I like Brian O'Halloran. I, I. That's the only reason why I went to the convention where I met you at, and it because it was both Dante and Randall, and yeah. Randall, uh, uh, Jeff Anderson, he 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 was not doing anything like he did not want to be he didn't want to even be in uh the reboot but they're like hey it's come on it's it's kevin and he he you know kevin with the heart attack he just bullshitted ben affleck and all I feel bad i almost died being be my new movie so after that jeff anderson now he's like he's touring well he was before covid and that's a really good sign for maybe Clerks 3 or, you know, something more to come from Kevin. And, well, wait, no. Clerks 3, it was written, and they did a, it was a private uh, screen read-through, but he, they don't want to do the characters, uh, whoever owns Miramax now. I think oh. Disney owns Miramax. Is it Disney? Uh, Miramax isn't no more though, right? I think yeah. They, uh, well, it, it became a Weinstein company, and of course, after that, I went kaput. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who owns that that library though. But yeah, no, whoever it's under, it's it leads to Disney. I know for sure. Probably. But, Disney owns everything. Yeah, that's 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 fair. I uh, I loved how the Simpsons are. They, in the Simpson movie, they make a line of. Uh, Bart has a bra on his head, so he looks like Mickey. And he's like, "Oh, I'm a mascot of an evil corporation." <laughs> and then no, they own them because they own 20th Century Fox. <laughs> and I, I swear they addressed it already. It's like, well, this this didn't work out or something. Like currently, they just released that like an episode. 
<coughs> that's hilarious. But that's all good stuff. Uh, it's weird now because Universal has a uh, the the theme park has like Springfield like their little alley type thing, and we all know what Disney World is and shit. So that's gonna be some weird licensing, you know, bullshit. And I know licensing. I'm learning a lot about licensing right now and trademarks and yeah. That's all news to come, but... Just remember, when you write your script, <clears throat> you feel, if you ever write your first feature, register it with the Writers Guild. Right. That's, uh... That, like, yeah, you could just uh, do, important. like, if you had one page done, you could enter that, right? Uh, I'm not sure if there's a limit to pages. I just know once you get a film script, you register it, it's like 20 bucks. Right. It's yours to, for, like, 10 years. I'm going to have to do that with a few things, then. Yeah. But you should. Just to be covered. But uh, I think that's going to be it for uh, this episode, my dude. All right. Uh, I do want to appreciate you being on. My name's William Service. Eric Gutierrez, I just want to say, uh, I'm on uh, the Face Fuckery. Max D. Rabbit has his page on Facebook. Uh, I'm on in- Instagram as GoodyMax75. And I'm on the Twitter machine... Uh, the real Eric G. So follow me on those socials. Look out for Get Bender. It's online. It's ordered Walmart, uh, Amazon, Movie Zing, other uh, websites. Best I think buy. it's sold. Yeah. Buy, but I think it's sold out. Uh, and yeah, look out for more shit for me. And uh, thank you, uh, William, for having me on your show. I appreciate it. Oh, thank yeah, you. Sure, Much love. And uh, yep, get the fuck out.